Common sense is not so common. And in an era where global uncertainty is rampant and government is out of control, this is the show making sense of all the madness. Broadcasting live from the Arizona desert, you can't dodge the Hodge. Here's your host, Dave Hodges. Hey everybody, welcome to part two of our interview with Terry Cook, and we're going to get into the vaccine issue in more detail, but we're first going to define what a conspiracy is. But before we go there, I need to let you know, folks, that uh, your day is to obtain your necessary resources, food, water, guns, gold, ammo, medicine, tools, and that's natural medicine, not the garbage pharmacy stuff that you can't get more than three months of anyway, unless you have a corrupt doctor. But ladies and gentlemen, you really are running out of time. And, and I can't stress that strongly enough. I mean, we're already seeing the supply chain break down. The food supply chain is really in trouble. Our farmland's in trouble. Our processing plants are largely closed. We're eating this next year's harvest. Okay, I'm telling you now, get the food while you can. When you go by the grocery store, stop in, buy food. That'll get you through six months. Canned food, canned food, ramen noodles. Okay, don't care. You're not going to care when you're hungry. Get it and store it. But if you want long-term, you want to go beyond six months because this crisis we're going to be in is going to be a lot longer than six months, then you need long-term storage food, and this is where we can help you. There's specials at preparewithdave.com. Restaurant quality, 2,000 calories per meal. So you'll have leftovers, and it lasts 25 years. You need to do both, folks, long-term and short-term storage, and you can't just do one or the other. Not if you're really going to be prepared. And I'm going to say the list again. Food and water, guns and ammo, gold and silver, and go, you can't eat gold. Listen to me. Don't make that stupid statement. Please, 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 please. That drives me up the wall. The economy is collapsing. The dollar is going to be worth nothing. The only thing that you're going to be able to do is to spend gold and silver, or equivalent of precious metals. So this is why you want to be there. You want to come out the other side more economically intact than people who thought, well, the banks will still be open. Yeah, they might be open, then, but they're not going to have your money. So food and water, okay, gold and silver, guns and ammo, natural medicine, tools, a Bible, alliances, and a security system on your house and a bug out plan with a bug out bag. And that's just the bare essentials. I didn't even mention night vision, communication, all the things that Bob Griswold and you and I talk about. So preparewithdave.com is where you need to go for the long-term storage. Also, too, if you want long-term knowledge, Okay, you need to expand your horizons. Come to our TV show, the Common Sense Show TV. Add it to your list of daily visits, the Common Sense Show TV. Joining us on the Newsmaker Line is Terry Cook, and uh, we've introduced him a lot, but we'll do it again. Um, National Guard, uh, good military experience, a pilot, uh, sheriff, uh, deputy, worked in the L.A. County Jail. He uh, he's been around the block. He's worn a lot of hats. That gives him the ability to really analyze the world events from multiple perspectives. But we're going to really hone in on the vaccine issue because I don't think Trump is going to make it mandatory. I really don't. I think he's placating the left through the election. That's what I believe to be true. But there's no guarantee that Trump is even going to be around. There's no guarantee that Trump will be reelected. He could be taken out by fraud. So we need to be prepared for the fact that good old Kamala Harris, who said, I'm going to take your car. I'm going to take your gun. I'm going to take anything I want. Well, she'll take your body and inject you as well. 
and we're going to get into why this is really important. We look at this and you need to decide what your line in the sand is. So to do that, we've asked Terry to come back, but we kind of got the left hanging on the cliff with a conspiracy theory. I mean, I got the idea that there are two bad people that get together to plan to do something wrong. And and, and although the, the media has your brainwashed, that would never happen. Yeah, like Watergate didn't happen. Uh-huh, that's what I thought. So anyway, Terry's back joining us. Terry, thanks for joining us here. And let's pick up where we left off in part one. Let's finish that definition of a conspiracy and a conspiracy theory. Okay, great. Thanks for having me back on. And yes, let's do that because um, there is a conspiracy and it's so huge that people can't get their, their arms or their minds around it. Um, and um, it, it's even mind-boggling to me after having studied this for 28 years. Okay, so let's uh, quickly sum it all up. <laughs> As you know, Terry Cook is is not the kind of guy who could quickly do anything, you know. So um, maybe I've read too much. I don't know. But uh, a conspiracy is is something you really need to understand, because once you get your arms around the simple definition thereof, of what is a legal conspiracy, not somebody's opinion, but by law. By criminal law, Black's Law Dictionary, which is the primary source that attorneys use in law school and, and on and on and on. But Black's Law Dictionary has a few pages on conspiracy. But let me just sum it up quickly, because we covered a lot in the last show. But let me just sum it up quickly. A conspiracy is whenever two or more. That's element one. You can't do it alone, but it can be numerous. So a conspiracy, the elements of the law for the crime of conspiracy is whenever two or more people get together. Now, you know, some people say, well, you have to do it in secret. Well, of course, you're going to most people do do it in secret, but they can be out in the public talking about it. Most people won't understand that they're conspiring or discussing doing something illegal. See, so I don't even use that term in secret because it's implied. Okay, so whenever two or more people get together or discuss or plan that's element number two something illegal and as off air I try to make it really easy to understand in this regard okay because Dave if one of your relatives is having a birthday and you and I secretly get together in a closet and want to keep it a secret a pleasant secret that we're we're gonna have a surprise birthday party for them bake them a cake now that's not a conspiracy that's just a private agreement to have a surprise party right but let's say we change an element of that circumstance say you're Dave you're a jihadist overnight you became a jihadist and you joined some Taliban group and you said hey listen man uh, let's put a bomb in that birthday cake see now you've taken two or more people who plan to do something illegal and that's a criminal conspiracy, you see, because no longer are you baking the cake for a surprise party, party, but you're putting a bomb in the cake to blow somebody up, hurt somebody, you know, that's a crime. So that's the legal definition of a criminal conspiracy. Now, is the New World Order a criminal conspiracy? By God, yes. The biggest one ever in world history, 6,000 years of world history. That's where every demon on the planet has gotten together to plan something illegal. The illegal is the elimination of the for us specifically as the USA, 
is the uh, illegal, uh, sedition, and treasonous elimination of the U.S. Constitution, which is almost fully, completely done. Okay, uh, our Constitution is under suspense right now, and uh, the continuity of government provisions therefrom and therein are already kind of in place. And really what they need to do is eliminate Trump. Now, we hope that doesn't happen. God save him. But it kind of looks what they're feeding him, all these chemicals now. They rushed him off to a hospital. They're feeding all these uh, chemicals to him. And who knows what they're putting into his body? <coughs> Excuse me. So now, do we have a conspiracy to perhaps do away with the President of the United States? Now, that's kind of obvious. It's a rhetorical question. Nancy Pelosi's already said it. You see, I mean, let's take these people at their word. So why hasn't she already been arrested for sedition and treason and conspiracy to do away with our President? And on and on and on. It's because Satan's people are so powerful now that they control everything. The media... The attorneys in D.C., half the FBI, you know, at the local level, many of the police departments are run by liberal police chiefs. Many of the prosecutors are run, you know, the, the prosecutional sections of those local governments, the uh, prosecutor's office, as it were, the uh, DAs. They're controlled by the communists as well. These people are all socialist, communists. They want to do in America. They don't want to prosecute the real crimes, the statutory crimes that have been laid down in our United States laws. They disregard those. And if anything, they use our laws to prosecute illegally people who don't deserve to be prosecuted under our laws, and they're getting away with it in most cases. So everything's upside down now. Our laws, our old laws, are being used by our enemies, the socialists, the communists, the lefties, uh, and let's just call the American Democrat Party what it is. It's now the USA Communist Party. And if you want to debate that with me, then uh, just give me an email. And I'll no, I've been calling them the Bolsheviks for, for years. Yeah, the BS Bolsheviks. Mm -hmm. And so, But now they're at the, the final stage, Dave, and we discussed this before at Phase 4. They're coming in for the kill. Now... I started to say also, so we've defined a conspiracy pretty clearly. Is there a conspiracy? By God, you have no idea how big it is. Only God does. That's why I said, by God, you have no idea. Only God understands this. But uh, they're everywhere. It's so humongous. It, it's incredibly difficult to even get your mind around. And that's why people choose not to and discard the whole concept. But they're more than willing to call you a nut, you know, a conspiracy nut regardless because it's just easy to deal with that, see? Write you off and they don't have to mentally digest anything. But the whole concept of a conspiracy is what you get to get your arms around because that's what this vaccine stuff is all about. Now, listen, if you think there's no conspiracy with all this vaccination stuff to kill us, then you just you haven't even turned on a YouTube uh, session or two and watch Bill Gates and watch... Uh, all these pharmaceutical demons tell us so pretty much level with us and tell us so but our, our minds have been so dumbed down we've become stupefied that's my own term I don't even think it's in the dictionary we've been dumbified 
that we, we can't we can't filter it we can't produce any uh, information that's um, appropriate from data that's presented to us uh, for digestion consumption and uh, analytical awareness I don't know how else to say it no I think and you're you, absolutely right Yuri was right it's irreversible our minds now are 30 years later from when Yuri said we had already professor KGB professor Yuri was in charge of the whole brainwashing program in America and in 1985 or thereabouts mid 80s he said it was already done and he was on LA television telling us it was already done and that's why he was there telling us because there was some snickering of the studio audience when he said it's already done and he was so sweet and diplomatic and charismatic that people took him as a BS artist when he was one of the most evil people who's ever been in our country and he was in charge of the whole brainwashing program uh, i.e. demoralization of the targeted nation called America so it's been done for 40 years and our people are lost and they are all following Lucifer in the Democrat Party okay that's why roughly all this stuff is happening and that's why roughly uh, most of us are sitting back watching it happen most of the GOP they're brain dead and they're politicians, career politicians that draw on their salaries. They think they're still going to have a government, that everything's going to be okay. They're going to get their pension and their benefits or whatever. Or they've been taken to a back room by the demo rats, by uh, the, the communists, and they've been threatened. And we've already known, we've already seen that this has already happened. And just one or two recent events have gone public in this regard by Pelosi's people that they have actually threatened congressmen and senators and everything that if they don't get GOP people that if they don't get with the program they may uh, get beat up uh, they may uh, have somebody show up at their homes and all this stuff is starting to happen too it's happening with uh, with several people now and um, you know Ron Paul's son got beat up pretty badly by his next door neighbor who was a liberal and nearly killed so um, anybody they're using the hardcore mafia communist tactics now to uh, to come in for the kill. Now, in military vernacular, that's not called the Blitzkrieg, as I started to define. Uh, the military term for what is about to happen to us is full-spectrum dominance. Yeah, exactly. Did we, ever, did we ever get into that before? No, but I've had that discussion with some military people, and exactly right. So full-spectrum full dominance is the military term which means they're going to come at us from all directions, you know, from the airplanes, from the ground, from the sea, uh, from every direction, from the universities, from the financial system. And see, the, the Chinese are experts at this. They leave nothing untouched, the CHICOM. And they, go, they operate by the books we've described in the past, you know, uh, uh, Sun Tzu. And so it's been a long-term 40-year plan that's now consummated. So now we're ripe, we're ready. That's why you see all these troops coming across our borders from all these angles. You see the MS-13 coming in. And now we have a new caravan of at least 1,000 people coming in from South America, don't we? That just hit the news. And I heard one newscaster say, why is this happening right now? He was asking this rhetorically, I think. And he said, why do we have a new caravan of people coming in just before the election? 
<laughs> well, you know, he's an idiot. Yeah, I mean, exactly. It's, yeah. It's it's to cause more chaos or to have chaos. Everything has to go into chaos and collapse, and then the military comes in to sweep us up. And of course, the Chinese—they're short on women, so all these Chinese troops—they—they they want American uh, girls, and many American girls will fall victim to uh, sex slave camps for the Chinese soldiers. This is in the book that you and I have discussed many times uh, by another famous author uh, who's dead now. And, uh, you know, the Perestroika Deception is perhaps the second best source other than uh, the guy you're doing a a brief dissertation on, Professor Yuri Brezhmanov, you see. So those are my two uh, uh, finest sources of understanding the communist plan. Of course, along with their book, Sun Tzu's, uh, wrote uh, thousands of years ago. So we're now going into full spectrum dominance where the medical demons are coming after us to inject us and we start talking about the, the Georgia Guidestones but I never finished the definition of what Bill Gates's goal is. To re, to The Georgia Guidestones said they want everybody to die except a very select 500 million people. Now ladies and gentlemen you got to get your hands around this conspiracy. Get your minds around this conspiracy. Remember, two or more people plan something illegal. So we have the the Georgia Guidestones saying that Satan wants to kill all of us except 500 million. That's in stone. The Georgia Guidestones. Okay, so we have, listen, we have... 7.5 7.5 billion or thereabouts. Isn't isn't that the latest number you know about, uh, Dave? We have 7.5 billion people alive on Earth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, listen, I'm well aware of the depopulation scheme. I've written articles about the quotes are amazing. In fact, you know one of the most amazing quotes comes from David Spangler, the UN head of the Eco Division. That's oh, yeah. ecology. He said, uh, uh, "You shall not enter the new world order without pledging." and allegiance to Lucifer. And that just said it all. That's why I was quiet for a moment. Ladies and gentlemen, you've got to let that sink in. You see, because if you don't have a biblical understanding of what's happening, you can waste your life studying conspiracies. And I've read many fine books on um, by conspiratorial authors who aren't saved. And they don't understand that. So they, they, their books come short of the complete truth. Who is Jesus Christ? And if you don't understand that, you'll never get it completely. You may be a good person, but you'll never get it completely. So that's what I tend to focus on, as I've told you several times, Dave. That's what I tend to focus on, because what what is more important to God than anything else? All he's interested in for, for whatever reason that we don't really fully understand is our souls. So apparently each of our souls, you know that electrical thing that runs around at the top of our spine in that four and a half pound hunk of meat called brain, that is something that is so ultimately important to God that he sent himself down to die to save our souls. Now we don't understand that. Most of us have a puny understanding of that. But apparently, for some reason, God thinks our souls are important. <laughs> I'm glad he does. And I, 
you know, and uh, I wasn't fully committed to Christ until 1983, you know, but you got to get that significance because here we are in the final battle between God and Satan, good and evil, and the son of the devil himself to mock how Jesus came, you know, uh, the son of the devil himself will require your soul in order for you to function in the new world order, global government, which is global Marxism, global communism, global socialism. And so in order for you to get anything you need, food, jobs, your next free COVID-19 or COVID-20 check or COVID-25 check, whatever it is from any government, okay, you have to give Satan your soul. You first do that. According to Revelation 20, you give Satan your soul, then he will give you the chip implant. And I just sent you an article, the latest chip implant article, last night, Dave, if you haven't had a chance to look at it. This is serious stuff. I was dead right, unfortunately. Yeah, let's go into that a little bit. Uh, t tell the audience what you discovered. Uh, can you pull up that article? You don't have that ability. To I don't have that screens. ability here when I'm on the screen. No. Okay, okay. So the article I sent you from Zero Hedge, which is a very good conservative uh, mm -hmm. news source. Zero, I agree. ZeroHedge.com. Uh, I go to Zero Hedge. <clears throat> second, I go to Mike'sNaturalNews.com. Mike is so darn good. He's, he's an incredible young man. And uh, then I go to Zero Hedge. Then I go to the Drudge Report and a couple other conservative sources. And, and always, first thing, in my first cup of coffee, I read your stuff in your daily you know, 4 a.m. newsletter. <laughs> I don't know how you get to sleep at all, bro. So I do a Dave Hodge. Okay, then I do a, a Mike Adams. Uh, then I do Zero Hedge and so on. Okay, and then that kind of sets off my day and sets me off generally. <laughs> okay, so the bottom line is that now they're actually admitting that we're going to be microchipped next year. And that some people in Europe are already voluntarily, and you can watch the videos, these people are stupid, ignorant fools because they don't know Christ. And they're actually having company celebrations and parties about having been injected in the webs of their right hands with tiny rice-sized microchips. The same ones that I first wrote my book about in 1994 in The Mark of the New World Order. It's, it hasn't changed in size but the technology has improved its functionality somewhat so that the RFID, meaning radio frequency identification, air, you know, uh, radio signals can do many other functions now, not just energize the chip, which will broadcast your ID number back to the same scanner outside your hand. But they're actually saying this will be done next year, along with your vaccination. And of course, the doctor that we're going to be discussing, this fine young lady, this MD, who's a Christian, that's the only way, reason she uh, basically bailed out of the, of the medical community and became an independent who's so upset that the world is going in this direction. See, she even says, she mentions Bill Gates' patent on 666, his under the skin, actually over the skin and under the skin, uh, identification system which really isn't the actual mark of the beast is just setting up the infrastructure comprehensively in all regards for the system you see which of course includes 5g which by the way uh, Verizon just told me I have a Verizon cell phone I don't know what system you have brother Dave but they just told me that their Verizon 5g system will be in place by the end of October 
Well, is it a trick or a treat, Dave? What do you think? <laughs> I think it's a potential long-term genocide. It all fits together, doesn't it? It does, yeah. I mean, they turn up the heat on this. Um, I know Virginia Farver really well, and she's a great researcher on 5G. And we, people will have different levels of resistance to the 5G radiation, but eventually all of us will succumb. And this is a depopulation device, there's no question. Yes, and so the vaccine isn't really a vaccine at all. What it is, it is a transhumanizing chemical. And this doctor that we're going to quote here shortly, and you know, I gave you that link, Dave, and uh, if there's any possibility at all, you can pull up that link to Mike Adams' interview and just read the written part. I can't get into that. See, I can't uh, be in, okay. my system doesn't let me be in both places at once with the thing okay. I'm on here. So okay. Okay. why don't you just summarize it? We'll summarize it because uh, it, there's just way too information. And Mike has done uh, two or three, one or one and a half hour programs with her. And then she has her own website, which is very informative too. Uh, kind of a funny name, silly name for a website, but she is a, uh, a an incredible young woman, just an incredible gal. And uh, so the bottom line is, ladies and gentlemen, this whole thing is wrapping up by Luciferians. You know, these people call themselves Luciferians in the Illuminati because Lucifer was uh, a good name for Satan when he was created by God. Uh, he was the most magnificent creature God ever created. And so the word Lucifer or luminescent means the light bearer. And the Freemasons still call their God Lucifer in their secret documents. They still call him the light bearer. And this is why when you join Freemasonry, you always seek more light. You always seek more light. First at the third degree, when you become a master mason, then at the 32nd, 33rd degrees. And of course, later on, you get a Fez hat, which is demonic, and so on and so on. And of course, most people know that all of Washington, D.C. was created from the very cornerstone, the very foundation of the city was laid out to resemble um, Freemasonry, symbolism. Okay, so the entire city of D.C., which means District of Criminals. Wait, did I say that, Dave, or did I say District of Columbia? Is it the District of Criminals or District of Columbia? <laughs> I think it's the District of Cretans. <laughs> okay, which is a sovereign city, by the way. Okay, like, like the city in London within the city of London that Rothschild Dynasty owns. It's a one mile square area called the city of London which is within the city of London but it's a sovereign nation that Rothschild owns within the city of London it's a one mile square area and by the way when uh, Karl Marx was buried uh, what graveyard do you think they buried did you did you ever learn where he was buried no I, I've never heard this uh, when you get a chance, Google it. Uh, we don't have time to get into it. I'm already running out of time, and you know me. I've read thousands and thousands of books over 27 years and, and done Internet research like you can't even comprehend. So I just have way too much information in my hard disk. Or is it a floppy disk? My wife calls my brain a floppy disk now 
because <laughs> I'm so old. But anyway, I keep asking my wife. I said, "Honey, you know that mistake I made 27 years ago? Can you push the delete button on that?" <laughs> yeah, I, I hear you. But you, you, I worry about a global delete, so I don't give my wife that temptation. <laughs> so, so anyway, Karl Marx, a a popper when he died, was totally destitute destitute, totally demon-possessed, but when he died, they nevertheless took him to the city of London and buried him in a rich man's grave, in a Rothschild grave in London. Did you know that? No, I didn't know. No, no idea. Yeah. So when you get off, when we get off air, Dave, just for your own information, just Google, uh, uh, just Google, uh, Marx was buried in uh, the city of London grave, or something like that. You know, any keywords you want to choose. Where was Marx buried? Well, he was buried in a Rothschild grave. And they have a huge, expensive bust of him in that grave site. So he was highly esteemed by Satan and by the Illuminati. And they're running the world, and now they're wrapping things up. Jesus said the end will come rapidly, like a flood. And boy, is it ever coming like a flood. He said it would all wrap up during one final generation. The Olivet Discourse is the most popularly referred to end times uh, book and chapter, okay? So look at Matthew 24, then a duplicate of Matthew 24 is Luke 21, and a duplicate of those two books is Mark 13. Synoptic Gospels, saying essentially the same thing by three different writers, but the most concise and the most uh, definitive is uh, Matthew chapter 24, the Olivet Discourse, and that's the one most referred to when people talk about the end times. So Jesus gave uh, an answer to his people back then, and they said, Jesus, when will the end come? And he said, A to Z, here it is. And by the way, there'll be one final generation, Matthew 24, 36, I believe. There'll be one final generation. All these signs are indicative of what that final generation will be. And he said, truly I say to you that that generation shall not pass away or die until the end comes. And all prophecy must be fulfilled before I return. He's the final fulfillment of prophecy. Then he cleans up the whole planet and we start the thousand year millennium. Now that's another one hour dissertation and then followed by the Dead Sea Scrolls because Satan is imprisoned during that thousand year, the day off we have coming up. That's a day off, one day's thousand years to God. So we've been here for 6,000 years, six days to God. God created the world in six days. He took a rest for a day. Did he need to rest? No. It was symbolic of the week he created for us. We still work seven days a week. We have a seven-day week. 6,000 years of history are six days to God. That's wrapping up right now. And the book of Daniel tells us pretty closely, uh, not the day or the hour, but there'll be exactly seven years that wrap things up and Jesus calls those seven years uh, the tribulation period that's what we're about to begin and we know pretty much that uh, all prophecies leading up to that have to happen which uh, goes back now before Jesus was here in Ezekiel 38 and 39 in the Old Testament that prophecy of the Gog Magog war has never been fulfilled but guess what uh, the president of Israel was just interviewed and he said that's about to happen no he i said, didn't see that what are you serious he's uh, yeah, give me more yeah. detail yeah well i wish we had another hour on that but um uh, I, I believe i may have sent you that link you see i was studying 
I was studying current data on the Gog Magog war and that video popped up where he was interviewed by a newscaster and uh, asked about all these things and you know he believes you know he's a Jewish believer he's not uh, he's not a messianic believer he doesn't believe in Christ but he has all these Old Testament prophecies and he pretty much said that the Gog Magog war of Ezekiel 38 and 39 are about to happen so let me see if I can find that video and I'll resend it to you Dave I believe I did already send it to you but again you're so overwhelmed with data and then with everything else that's going on in your life right now that it's hard for you to I don't know how you do it I really don't I can't but um, just tread uh, water just tread water Terry <laughs> yeah well, yeah without going don't put any weights around your waist don't do any scuba diving right now let's keep you above water okay <laughs> unlike most mortgages <laughs> uh, okay all right that's good <laughs> So, um, anyway, so you have the president of Israel stating that the uh, Gog-Magog war of Ezekiel 38 and 39, where scripture says uh, Russia and uh, people from the north, soldiers from the north, come down to take a spoil. He actually quoted that scripture. I can't pronounce his last name. Do you? Can you pronounce his last name? Netanyahu? What? Netanyahu? Oh, Netanyahu. Net Netanyahu. Yeah, he's a I real Yahoo, that's for sure. <laughs> I do not like this man at all. He's a warmonger, and he's a criminal. He's the Hillary Clinton of Israel. And regardless, though, he said that uh, he, his understanding of Scripture is that uh, those soldiers from the north are about to come down and take a spoil. And that's a direct quote from Ezekiel 38 and 39. So he realizes that World War III has to happen. That's our definition of the Ezekiel 38-39 war. Uh, all the occultists say the same thing. You know, uh, uh, Lord Maitreya, Benjamin Krem, and uh, the New Agers that are, uh, you know, uh, spacey, creepy, you know, UFO types, wackos and nuts. And even Ashtar Command, you know, uh, prepareforchange.net, he says the same thing. You see, so all of Satan's people are telling us exactly what Scripture says, and they must conform to Scripture. Of course, they're all liars. Satan's the father of them. But nevertheless, what they say conforms to what Scripture says and to what we actually see, what we're witnessing happen on happening on the planet, you see. So this is the kind of analyst I am. Um, I take, uh, as a former military intelligence officer, you know, uh, I take all the enemy stuff and evaluate it according to God's word and God's enemy is Satan and all his people that are goats on the left and then I kind of match them up and I say okay yeah okay this kind of looks like see uh, Satan can only do what God allows him to do okay and remember when Jesus was here not to get off on a long dissertation but Jesus was here and he cast out demons and people there was one demon that confronted Christ after he had, just before he had been cast out of a guy who was demon-possessed, okay? And the demon, you may recall, uh, said this to, to Jesus. Just before he was cast out and sent over the cliff in, with a bunch of pigs. And so he said, Jesus, have you come to harass us before the appointed hour? And then Jesus, okay, so ladies and gentlemen, you must understand this. 
that there is an appointed hour with God for everything. Your soul comes to him at the appointed hour. Everything that happens in the universe, every photon that comes from the sun happens at an appointed time. Everything that's happening right now happens at an appointed time. There are no accidents to God. Hey, Dave, I'm an aviator, so I want to ask you, who was the first aviator on planet Earth? Um, the Rightful Brothers. <laughs> Very good. But actually, the fowl of the air. God created birds. You see? And okay, well, for... that's a play on words here. I, I, I was thinking humans. <laughs> well, for 5,000 years, didn't mankind, you know, da Vinci? Didn't they study how birds flew so that they could replicate making an airplane? You know? They started the process. Kind of... I, I would agree with that. They started the process. Yes. All we had to do, really, is study the aerodynamics of uh, the bird wing. And we would have advanced aviation. The Wright brothers, I think, did that. And which, of course, led to where we are today. Anyhow, all that aside, uh, we are wrapping up history. Uh, the president of Israel, whose name I can't pronounce properly, never been able to pronounce his name. And yeah, Netanyahu email. There you go. <laughs> Netanyahu. <laughs> well, you think he's a Yahoo, but regardless, yep. he's their leader. So, and he's admitted that the World War III war is about to happen now. So you got to understand, he knows it's coming. He's preparing for it, and Trump knows it's coming, and that's why he's sending all the additional forces over there. So look, if you go to YouTube and you just put in World War III, you will be mind blown. It's all planned. It's been planned for six thousand years. The books of Ezekiel 38 and 39 were written 2,600 years ago before Christ came. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, if you just understand that the Word of God is perfect and that God has a plan and there's an appointed hour for everything, and this whole battle that's so deadly serious right now is against Satan and God for your soul. Satan wants your soul. That's it. That's all this is about. Regardless of the chai and everything, and they're coming in, they're, they're all Satanists. This whole battle is about your soul. Will you go with Satan, or will you go with Christ? That's it. Now, in the book of Revelation, God makes it very clear in chapter 14 that if you choose to go with his enemy, Satan, you will suffer the wrath of God, not only in the final three and a half years called the Great Tribulation, when you take his mark and worship him, you'll break out with sores and, and uh, all kinds of illnesses, grievous sores, okay? But then when you die physically, you will go to hell and burn forever. It's irreversible. Once you take the mark of the beast, your right hand or forehead, you must have first decided to worship Satan, the Antichrist. Once you do that, it's irreversible. It's yeah. all over. That's it. Your soul goes to hell and burns forever. You, you know, Terry, when I was a kid in school, I'm sure I was an antagonist to teachers. Not really meaning to, but I was a kid that asked the difficult questions. If we're at the international date line and my left foot is over here and my right foot's on the other side of the line, what day <laughs> is it? Okay, so along these lines, I have a question for you on this. Yeah. Okay. On the date line. Someone yeah. hits you over the head and knocks you out. 
And then while you're unconscious, they install the mark of the beast. Are you still going to hell? I'm glad you asked that. I get that. I've been asked this forever. No. Because you have to listen. God is not going to allow David. God is not going to allow Satan to steal your soul. You must fully acknowledge the worship of Satan at mid-tribulation. See, when he sits down on that throne in the middle of the seven years, almost to the day we know when the end's coming, but Jesus said we wouldn't know the exact day and hour, Matthew 24, but we know when it's near. You see, but uh, the book of Daniel defines it within a few days. So it's going to be seven years, and at midstream, the Antichrist goes from the innocuous-looking guy, the guy who stops World War III, the God, the Gog-Magog War, who signs the peace treaty. See, that's a significant mark, according to the book of Daniel, that the seven-year tribulation begins and that Christ has broken the first seal and let the horses out of the gate. You know, the four horsemen of the apocalypse, Revelation 6. He breaks, Christ himself must break the first seal, releasing the horses out of the gate. Now, we're running out of time, so I'm going to go real fast here. What do we got, 10 minutes, maybe? Let me look here at the, uh, yeah, about that, right. So I'm going to lead you to this this fine doctor and tell you her website. Let's let's, uh, share that, David, and give them the link so they can study this fine doctor and all the stuff she's got on this vaccination stuff that's deadly to us. Okay? Okay. But the bottom line is, I'm so glad you asked that, because you can be knocked out, put on the ground, and somebody can put a chip, inject a chip in your hand. But have you agreed to accept Lucifer or Satan as your God? No. You can't do that knocked out, can you? No. You see, it must be a an acknowledgeable decision. The Antichrist is going to sit down on the throne and he's going to say, okay, I stopped World War III, I signed a peace treaty, Uh, I look like the good guy, but now this is who I really am. I'm Lucifer, I'm Satan, and you will worship me. If you don't worship me right now, you won't get the chip and I'll cut off your head. Revelation 20. So you see this is all about souls. All about souls. So Satan wants, he has three and a half years left. Scripture says he's coming down in all of his wrath, knowing that his end is at hand. And he wants your soul. For 6,000 years, he's been getting it one way or the other, but now it's directly in our faces. He says, you will worship me. Then I'll give you the mark chip so you can buy and sell. If you don't worship me, I'll cut off your head right now. (laughs) But that's a nice choice, isn't it? (laughs) No matter how you slice it, Dave, I ain't going with that option. (laughs) Yeah, but people need to hear this because, listen, uh, every time I look deep into the eyes of Pelosi or Whitmer, as distasteful as that is, I see Satan staring back at me. We are in these days, and I would have rejected this a year ago. I do not reject it now. We are in these days, and people need to hear this. Oh, we're there. It should be obvious to everybody but the brain dead. And uh, But, you know, here's the thing. You're the elect, Dave. You're a teacher. You're the elect, you see? And I don't know why we've been chosen. Uh, you know, <laughs> I don't understand it. Why me? Why me, Lord? 
and uh, but we have and God says we cannot be fooled and we're also watchmen on the wall by that biblical definition so we have this is why we're obsessed with warning people you see because we've been ordered to do so in our DNA I would agree with that I, I would see, how, yeah. how else Dave how else would you be preoccupied with working 15 hours a day and getting three to four hours of sleep per night how anybody else would never do that how would you do how would Steve Quayle he, he's been on this for 40 years 50 years maybe I don't know so and a lot of warning type personalities like, like me you know I've I've been 28 years roughly preoccupied with it even though I'm doing secular businesses online and I've had other careers nevertheless you can't open your eyes without seeing this freight train coming you can't you can't open your eyes without seeing it coming together and being fulfilled so the next question is well where can I get some understanding in scripture on that and that's that's easy enough to accomplish if you just read the Bible so we're down to the wire now and you can't lose your soul by having somebody knocked out. I want to make that clear. Scripture's clear. Not me. That's not my opinion. Scripture's clear about that. God isn't going to allow that to happen. So, Dave, if somebody, you know, busts down your door tonight where you're on the radio and you don't see them, you hear them, and they clunk you in the head and they put a chip in your hand, no, you're, your soul's already with Christ, already with Christ. You cannot take the mark of the beast. Uh, you can take it proverbially, but not literally, you see? Even if they put a chip in your hand, have you agreed to worship Satan? Never in your life would you ever agree to do that consciously. See, and that's what Scripture says is required in order for you to become Satan's and go to hell. It's not just a physical... Like these people in Europe and Sweden, they take the chip in the, in the web of the right hand, Dave, so they can use it for a train pass. You know, and debit their accounts for their train pass their commuting pass uh, have they taken the mark even though they've taken it in the web of their right hand not yet because they haven't agreed to worship Satan is it going to be easy for that to happen absolutely they've already taken the chip so they're gonna no doubt in my mind they're going to agree to worship Satan I hope that's clear that's very clear yeah absolutely yeah so yeah. Now, this conspiracy to kill everybody on earth is a fulfillment of Scripture. See, even the vaccine. Because Jesus said, if I had not returned, everybody would be dead. Virtually everybody. There'd be no flesh alive. So you see, Satan's doing all this from every angle, a full-spectrum dominance attack, from every angle, military, political uh, uh, medicine. We know we know that Rockefeller started the American Medical Association, and and of course, what is their logo, Dave? Well, coincidentally, it's a nine-inch nail with a snake crawling up it. I too hear many you. Coinc too many no, coincidences. No, no, listen, I hear you. And the hour of decision draws near. It really does. Um, tell people in a minute, because then we need to talk about your book. Tell people in a minute the decision they have to make right now. You have to make a decision to worship Jesus Christ. And we can, you know, ladies and gentlemen, I, the best scripture I can ever convey to you that makes it so simple is Romans 
chapter 10, verse 9. I'm saying that slowly. I'm going to repeat it. Romans chapter 10, verse 9. And here's what it says. It's simple. Because John, you know, the, the most famous scripture about that, it used to be painted on baseball coliseum walls, but not anymore. Because you can't, as you said earlier, you can't mention God anymore. That's a crime. In Lucifer's world, in the New World Order, that's a felony that'll cost you your life mentioning Christ. That's where we're going, see? That's why it's so serious. But in Romans chapter 10, verse 9, it says, If you declare to the world, if you declare openly with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead for you, you will be saved. Okay, I agree. That's what people needed to hear. We've got about a minute and a half. Let's talk about your book. It's provocative. The title is catchy. www.dukeofhell.com David, and I wasn't planning on writing this book, but I saw more and more flying saucer stuff as you're seeing around your own homeland there. And I've I'm seen a couple this, around here, yeah. I, I think there are stuff, but I hear what you're saying. Yes, I have seen it. There's no coincidence mm-hmm. that we took Adolf Hitler's flying saucer prototype, brought it over here, created NASA, Area 51, and they spent trillions of dollars developing all this stuff. And it just recently came out that we have fleets of UFOs, anti-gravity UFOs at Area 51, and so on. Now, why? Because Henry Kissinger said in 1973 or that 74 thereabouts, I quoted him in my first book. He says, we have to have an ET UFO experience to bring the world together for a true new world order. Project Bluebeam. So, yes. So that tells you that they've spent trillions of dollars and it's going to be a global effort. Now, why? Total deception. And the whole world will have been conditioned to receive it, which they have. Mm-hmm. The whole world will get this surprise viewing on television. Everybody in the world will see it. Project Lucifer near you, the Vatican telescope, will see Lucifer coming in. I call that the Vatican's air traffic control center. I agree. You've nailed it. So tell us, uh, because we run out of time here, how do we get a copy of the book? www.dukahell.com. And listen, I'm not being dictatorial about this. I'm just saying that few people are talking about this. Why? We're seeing UFO stuff all over the place. Dave, you're seeing them flying around your your home there. And so there's got to be something more to this. And if you go to their websites, they actually tell you he's going to land and lead the world in a new world order. Exactly. www.dukeofhell.com. Watch my video, get my book, and consider it as a very possible viable way in which the Antichrist will arrive on Earth during World War III to create peace, sign a peace treaty, and inaugurate his seven-year reign. Scary stuff, but important read, dukeofhell.com. Terry, thanks so much for joining me. It's been an awesome two sessions here. Appreciate you being here, and we look forward to talking to you next time. Sorry we didn't get into the... uh, That's okay. uh, And on that note, Terry, we got a sign. Thanks. Bye-bye. God bless.